All right. Well, welcome back to the Shark Bite. I am your host, Jaws, and with me is my co-host, Denver. Howdy, howdy, y'all. All right. Well, today we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk about trailers again. We yep. watched some trailers, and we got some opinions on them. <laughs> Do we? Oh yeah. Well, there's a bunch of new movies coming out. Um, God, I should have gotten to the release dates for all these. I uh, just just watched the trailers, and I didn't even think to like double yeah. check. So we let's got Sonic. So, off the bat, and then we got uh, the second chapter of It, which is going to yeah. be interesting. And then I want to touch uh, just briefly on um, the Aladdin and uh, oh, okay. and then a, a Halloween release that's really exciting and tickling for me. Yeah. But we'll just touch on those. Uh, let's get into Sonic. So, Sonic the Hedgehog, coming out uh, this year in November. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have seen this trailer already, yeah. and the reactions are out. Yeah. They hate the way that Sonic looks. Straight to DVD. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he looks, right? Yeah. Like, it, like I, you look at him and you're like, Scorpion King what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Flashbacks. I know. Like, just some of the worst, um, what do you call it, uh, yeah, CG just, like, put out there. And it's, it's not, you know, to be fair, it's not like it's poorly rendered. Right. It's not that. You know, you see the, like, the tanks and stuff like that. You see, um, what's it called? Uh, I don't know. You know, any of the special effects, like the lightning yeah. effects, all that stuff. It actually doesn't look too bad. Yeah, yeah. It's just the design work. Right. I think the Sonic does look creepy. A lot of people complained about the, um, the like his muscle, like his muscle structure. Yeah. Looks weird. Like the hum- they made him look like a. Yeah, it's very humanoid. Very humanoid. In, in all the wrong ways, though. <laughs> like, you'd almost rather him have, like, straight legs. Like, yeah. cartoon legs. The teeth yeah. are off. The eyes are off. Yeah, I was just talking to a friend of mine, and he's, he was saying that uh, they were doing the same thing for Pikachu, but they failed. With Sonic, I mean. Like, Pikachu looks, you know, he looks adorable. Mm-hmm. His eyes look real, but in a good way. Whereas Sonic, it just it looks like some strange you know, crossbreeding that should never have happened. Yeah, totally. Uh, did you know that uh, they've already, they've, the the filmmakers have already reacted to people's comments? Yeah? Yeah, they've already, they've they've announced we're redesigning Sonic. Oh, okay, okay. It's just like, come on guys, you're you're already like backpedaling. Yeah. That's sort of a, yeah, that, that, that's never a good sign for a movie when they put out a trailer and they're like, and we're changing what you've seen. Yeah. So how does that work? If they've, I, I assume if they've got everything um, set up already, do they just go back into the wireframe and just r- change the skin, or how much work does it take to change that whole thing up? That's a good question. I'm not um, a special effects guy myself. Right. Like not not CG special effects. I assume that it would be easier to go back and manipulate something that's already yeah. Um, like it's already it's yeah it's already all the all the pieces are already programmed to move in a sense, right? Like yeah, like. I guess the rendering would be the difficult part. That yeah, uh, after, after redesigning it, then then the whole thing has to go through and re-render, and then you'd have to rewatch it to make sure that like everything you programmed with the new design yeah. doesn't doesn't tweak out in a wrong way. Yeah, you don't get the Fallout Four face pulls. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking yeah. what I'm thinking. Um, but really, like that, I think that's all that we can really say about the Sonic design. Like, right. it's it's a little creepy. Yeah. It's that uncanny valley, and uh, mm. but that's not why I think this movie is gonna suck. Yeah, yeah, I think that it just looks um, uninspired. Okay, you know, like one of those standard stories, like 
human characters, uh, then there's some evil threat, and, like, their funny little fuzzy pal has to come and save the day. Mm. You know, I don't know, I, I feel like I've seen this before. Yeah. And, um, it's even, even as a formulaic type of film, I feel that they're not, they're not putting everything into it that they could be putting into it. Okay. Something I, I pointed out to you when we were watching the trailer is, like, why didn't they cast a bunch of comedians in this yeah. movie, aside yeah. from Jim Carrey? Yeah, I was going to say that, too. It's like, that seems like the only thing that I have to look forward to. Yeah. Like, I like James uh, James Marston. I remember, uh, what was it called? Sex Drive? Did you ever see that movie? Uh, I don't think so. It's, yeah, no, I, I yeah, saw yeah, it. Yeah, it's about a guy driving across the country to lose his virginity to some girl that he meets on the internet. And uh, James Marston, uh, Marsden, sorry, not, uh, yeah. not Red Dead, um, he plays his older brother. And mm-hmm. he just, like you know, drives him up the wall and just treats him like crap. And it's, he's absolutely hilarious. He's a funny guy. Like yeah, he's a good yeah. actor. He was good as Cyclops. Yeah. I mean, even, I, yeah. Yeah. I just didn't get that in this trailer. I didn't see him being that funny. Even when he was saying, he's like, Oh yeah, it's not, uh, there's a kid in there in my bag, but it's not my kid. Mm-hmm. And it just, it didn't land. Yeah. Um, there's a few other things too. Like, have you, have you heard of hop? I think no. only by me referencing it, I guess is, uh, there's this movie, with James Marsden again, yeah. and he's playing across from a CG rabbit. Mm. And it's just like, it looked too much, like, if you watch the trailer for Hop, and then you yeah, watch yeah. a trailer for Sonic, it's like, it's a little weird, mm. the similarities. It's right. like, does James Marsden, is this going to be <laughs> his life now, yeah. uh, like, acting next to CG critters? Yeah. Um, even Jim Carrey, I feel like what he's doing in the movie isn't, like, he's just mugging. For the camera it looked like yeah like that whole shtick that he does he's like when he does like the robot head turn and he's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, article blah 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 of this says that i'm in charge now it's like uh, this isn't in living color <laughs> where you have to do every like like it feels like he's trying really hard yeah which is weird coming from carrie you know or like or i like i know carrie like he definitely cranks it to 11 when he does stuff yeah but he's usually still like he picks a character and he, he he plays it one way, you know. And I feel like this Robotnik just seems a little. Yeah, it seems like he read the name. He's like, "Oh, Doctor Robotnik, I got it." Yeah. It's like I know I know how to play this character. Okay, my cat is. There we go. Okay. Climbing all over the thing, <laughs> and yeah. So even like his uh, his henchman. Yeah. Why wasn't his henchman a comedian? Like, yeah. I, like a imagine Zach Galifianakis playing the henchman to Robotnik. Oh God, right. I just thought of this. Wouldn't Zach Galifianakis make a better Eggman? Because <laughs> he's... Well, like, okay, I guess um, Zach Galifianakis is uh, healthier now. Right. He's lo- he's lost a lot of weight True. and stuff like that. But, I mean, still, I think it's kind of funny that they hi- hired, like, one of the skinniest actor yeah. guys in Hollywood yeah. to play Dr. Eggman, who was called Dr. Eggman because he was shaped like an <laughs> egg. Yeah. He's supposed to be a round man. Yeah. <sighs> it seems like a missed opportunity for sure, but... I guess it's been a while since Jim Carrey has done any kind of super quirky comedic roles. I guess since he reprised uh, Dumb and Dumber, which yeah. really, you know, a lot of people didn't like that. No, <laughs> that 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 didn't work out. You're right. He's like it, it'd be nice to see him fall into a role like this again. It's just, it's just is this it for Jim? Yeah. Is this what he's doing now? Like I don't know. Any last interesting thing that I think anyone cared about was uh, the documentary that we watched. Yeah, yeah. Jim and Andy. Jim right. and Andy. Yeah. God, yeah. that was a good documentary, but that's like, it's not a way to be remembered. No. Like, oh, do you remember that time I went crazy and acted like Andy Kaufman <laughs> for like six months? I could see why the uh, the studio jumped on it and says we don't want people to think 
mm-hmm. that uh, Jim Carrey like that that he acts like this or that yeah. he's, he's always uh, method. Yeah. Because the you know he's their cash cow at that point, right? Yeah. Or was and uh, yeah, so it's you know and that movie was was good too. It did well, right? Uh, well, the... Man on the Moon. I can't remember. Mm. It was so long ago. I, I remember enjoying it, but that was before I knew about all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Man on the Moon also came out before the big biopic, um, like thing. There was I remember like around the time of like Walk the Line and Ray when those movies right, came out, right. everyone was making biopics. Right. But Man on the Moon kind of like predated those. Right. Mm. And then uh, Dewey Cox came out to make fun of the all of those. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but it was funny, you were asking some questions about the Sonic trailer, which that made me laugh. Yeah. You were like, so, is that what Sonic does? Like, you're like, trying to, we're trying to remember, like, how the game yeah. goes. It's like, oh, so he throws the rings and he, they turn <laughs> into portals? portals. Yeah. It's like, no, no. <laughs> no, everything that's in the trailer is not, like, Sonic goes fast, but. Yeah. No, no, everything else is not. Uh... Yeah, it collects the rings and I didn't see one spring pad. I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't see one pretty bad. <laughs> also, like Doctor Eggman uh, in the in the games, also is like known for uh, collecting the woodland creatures and putting them into machines right, and stuff like that. Right. So, I don't know what's going on here in this movie. <laughs> it also like where's tails? Like this yeah. this whole movie seems like a great opportunity for them to make money on plush toys. So why not have Knuckles and I think the girl is Amy, right? Uh, and, yeah, Tails and all them. Why aren't they? Oh, there's a or? lot of them. There's they added uh, four or five different new guys mm-hmm. in groups, right? They had like uh, I forget all their names, but you know, there's crocodiles. There's all sorts of stuff. Um, but yeah, if if they don't show up in the movie, Knuckles and Tails, I'm smelling an after scene, after credit scene. Oh, totally sure. You know, like, if this does well, we're going to end up with, like, a Star Fox movie. <laughs> but then it's going to... No, but it's not going to be, like, a cool, like, Guardians of the Galaxy Star Fox-style mm. movie. That's what they should make. But the lesson that they'll learn from Sonic yeah. is they're probably going to make, like, Fox is going to be, like, a fox from Earth who just, like, happens to learn how to fly, like, <laughs> fighter planes yeah. and then flies them and, like, trains his frog friend, too, or something, yeah, yeah. you know, and does it, like... In the U.S. Navy, and it's like well, that's probably how it's gonna go. It's gonna pull a uh, a Sandman from Spider-Man Three, yeah, where he just falls in a particle thing and yeah, it's turned and made sentient or whatever. Maybe a leader thing from um, Incredible Hulk. Yeah, just sort of MacGuffins. Yeah, his way through it. Yeah, and um, yeah. So the the one thing I did like though from the trailer is I liked how Jim Carrey looked at the end, the bald robotnik oh, look with the goggles. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, he. Uh, so like, because I think a lot of people were a little worried. Yeah. Watching the trailer, they're like, "Well, he's got a mustache, but it's not. <laughs> it's not the wild one." And, yeah, and yeah. It, it starts kind of tame, and well, I mean, tame for the character, and then mm-hmm. it evolves throughout the movie to just become this big, crazy. Mm-hmm. thing or maybe he gains weight at some point or yeah because yeah. i i know in the like in the in the old when they, they made a comic or something or it was released in like a nintendo power or i don't remember what the source is but there was some sort of like illustrated version of sonic's origin with ivan robotnik and uh i think how it goes is that ivan robotnik was actually a good guy originally right and skinny and then a, an experiment went wrong with sonic and it turned Sonic super fast, and it turned Robotnik evil oh, okay, and heavy okay. set, something like that. Right. You know, it's like there. That'd be an interesting story mm-hmm. that they could have done with this movie. Right. You know, that would totally tie the characters together. That mm-hmm. would give them an origin. I wonder if they're going to do that. 
Yeah, probably. Pro- from the looks of the trailer, it just it looks like a really mundane film, and, yeah. and that's the, that's the sad part. <laughs> All right. And uh, oh, the music choice too. Oh, thank you once yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> Gangsters Paradise. Gangsters Paradise. Because that makes sense. Sonic is so gangster. <laughs> Band and most <laughs> Living in an Amish paradise. Yeah. I do that for karaoke and it usually goes over pretty well. Yeah. I lost my guitar pick. That's good. Oh, I need that to speak. Alright, is there anything else <laughs> on Sonic before we move on to it? No, I think that's it. I, I don't I've I could never play the games that well as a kid. I never had the reaction time. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty bad at yeah. Sonic. It's one of those games where like I liked I liked playing it, like I enjoyed the gameplay, right? But I, yeah, just couldn't get good enough at it to, yeah, to keep going and and, yeah. and make it past like a couple levels. It was the industrial level, mm. I think, with all the liquid that usually stumped me the most, right? Which is the second level. <laughs> but if I persevered through that, I could get through like the casino level, okay. Yeah. But there was something after that that was a lot harder. Right. Anyway, uh, on to uh, it, chapter two. Yes. Yes. Uh. It Chapter 1, I liked it very much. Me too. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like my tolerance for scary has gone up mm-hmm. in a big way. So now when I critique horror movies, I sort of like I have to look at both sides. Like, is it just a good movie? And also, is it actually a scary movie? Right. You know, like, because like, honestly, the ending of the first It chapter, not not scary. Right. Just Just visually very cool and very interesting, you know. But a lot of the... A lot of the lead-up stuff was pretty spooky in the beginning of the movie. Right. Like the painting coming to life. Yeah, I, I always enjoy, uh, I think I've said this before, but I, I always enjoy a horror movie that's creepy over jump scares. Yeah. Mood. Yeah. So, but I mean, for me, it's like, you know, for me the scariest movie I've ever seen was like at The Exorcist. And it, I think it's so hard to lure people in the way The Exorcist does. Right. Because it's not just about being creepy or jump scares it's sort of this like like you know you got to get your guard down you got to get the audience to like almost yeah get their guard down or make them really tense right give them these like uncomfortable feelings and and present them with things that they don't want to see to to get this visceral reaction out of them what i uh what i thought which movie i thought really did that well was uh the conjuring yeah where they would uh, and Insidious, but m- mostly The Conjuring, because they had um, they had scenes where you know it's just fixed on someone's face, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of screen space next to their head. Like I, I don't know if you remember the the mother's calling down to the basement. She's holding up a match, and she calls to her daughter or whatever. And then these hands just come out of the darkness next to her and clap next to her head. Mm. Now, it's not a jump scare because you see the hands for a split second before they clap. But it's still scary just because it's, it's you know, it, it's eerie and it's the mood. It's just yeah. perfect. Um, so back to the trailer. Yeah. Uh, the, the the trailer starts with the um, uh, Bev. Right. Uh, right, as an adult now yeah. going back to her old house. Yeah. And for people who've read the book, they know who this old lady is. Right, at right. her old uh, at her old place. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know how other people felt about this, but mm. when that old lady does the little jig <laughs> in the background, I laughed. I laughed. I laughed. I laughed. And I was. And now I'm really worried that this is going to be one of those horror movies that thinks it's like. Yeah. Think, I was like, oh, we're gonna do some real scary stuff, and I'm 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 like, man, if your if your best move is like 
dancing naked old people. <laughs> yeah, they've they've used that a lot in movies uh, where they they do some kind of weird shutter speed or yeah. uh, frames per second or whatever while they're while they're walking, and then yeah. when they play it back normally, it looks all like jerky and yeah, you know, people will jump distances and stuff, and it, it's worked before, but this just looked really silly. Yeah. Like, for stylistic, re- like, choices, like, I remember back in Bran- uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula, like, they'd use the whole, like, reverse right. um, thing, you know, where they get the actor to, like, crawl out of the coffin, and or sarcophagus, and then uh, they play it in reverse, and you watch her get, get into it that way. Yeah, So yeah. it gives us this really surreal look. And, like, your brain knows you're watching it in reverse, but it looks so cool, yeah. and I miss stuff like that, but now, when you use those effects over and over and over again... Mm. Yeah, they don't they don't pull the same things. Like I was even saying before, that there's the trope of the naked old person. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Are people gonna be upset about that? Yeah. Be like, oh, is my naked body scary? Yeah, I was like, I mean, I understand psychologically why that affects some people. Yeah. Because we're afraid of death. Like right. we just we don't want to get old and we don't want to die, and you know, and like. Being like being of that age is a reminder that yeah. you know that you're you're nearing the end of your life, and I, I get that on a, on a psychological level. But I also feel bad for all the elderly viewers. <laughs> yeah. We're like, is that me? When I take off my clothes, am I scary to everybody? <laughs> and it's like, no, no, Grandma, you're not scary. You just took us by surprise. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, yeah, I just thought that whole scene was kind of an odd choice for the trailer. Yeah, you know, this is the first. I think time I've ever seen a trailer that's uh, just one kind of long scene, other than the whole cut up stuff at the end. Yeah, they do it from time to time, yeah. but it's it's not uh, it's not as common. Depends. Yeah. I think it's I think it works for for um, stuff like this. Yeah, because you're trying to you wanna you wanna show people what your movie has to offer right. without showing off just every other scene of the film. Because mm. like right, you know, imagine if if you cut out that big chunk. Yeah, yeah. The rest of your trailer is just little snippets of little shots and things. You don't want to give away too much of the plot. Right. Because the more you reveal, the less exciting I think it'll be for viewers. Yeah. So I think that's why they they did that. And I, and I don't mind that that concept. Showing off like one long scene to give you like a taste of what the movie is going to be. Yeah, that's why I never understand when a, tra- a trailer is longer than an, a minute and a half. Yeah. Like the Aquaman six minute trailer. Oh, that was that was even that was yeah. that was really bad. Not only did they show a full scene, yeah. which was a fine scene to show, like that wasn't the problem. But everything else they showed, like you knew the plot of the movie by the time, yeah. Like I, I saw, I've seen Aquaman, yeah. and um, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was like I knew, I knew exactly how it was gonna go, yeah, because I saw the trailer, right. And that just keeps happening with films these days, you know, where I'm like, oh yeah, now I know the whole movie because I've watched the trailer, yeah, and. Uh... Yeah, you, you know, it's, uh, I guess they had to show us a scene in the trailer just because it's a horror movie. It's, you know, I, I assume they're going to try to edge away from jump scares. So mm-hmm. you've got to build atmosphere. Yeah. And the only way to build atmosphere is with timing and prolonged scene. You can't yeah. just jump into it and then have her chasing Jessica across the room and be like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. that's scary. Yeah. And also, like, what, do you, what else are you going to do with this, um... Uh, what are you gonna call? What, are you, what else are you gonna do with this? Uh, this trailer is just like show Pennywise again and again and again yeah. and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we get it. Like yeah, they showed him a little bit, you know, reminding us yeah. that he's back and it's cool. Um, you've read the book, right? 
Yeah, um, it was the first big book I ever read when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I think it's like 1,200 pages or something like that. Yeah. Um, Big hardcover copy. But uh, it took me a couple years to read because I was not used to reading books that big. So I read like, Mm -hmm. you know, the first big section, then I put it down for a couple months, and I pick it up, read another big section, put it down. But eventually I had to just kind of commit to it, finish it. But Mm -hmm. uh, it, oh man, I don't think they're ever going to make it legitimately into a movie because there's some really messed up stuff that happens in there yeah a lot of other people have covered the controversial stuff yeah and if, if you're interested in knowing about it go ahead and read it we're not going to get into it on the podcast this this is not a this is not a book to movie comparison <laughs> but i know that the um the original uh tv movie version right um the miniseries i guess is more appropriate the one with tim curry yeah that's closer narrative style right to the book right right because the because the the new movies are now done in in chapters like the children's chapter and the adults chapter. Right. But the original mini miniseries spliced them together. Right. You know where you'd see like a few right you'd see a few scenes with the adults a few scenes with see or scenes with the kids yeah. adults kids and they yeah. cu- keep cutting back and forth. And that's what the book is too right the narrative jumps back and forth between the two eras. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah uh, it's it's been so long but. Um... Okay, I'm asking you to dive, dive right back in. <laughs> Um, yeah, this, uh, the, the movie shot in Toronto, which is exciting for us as Canadians. Yeah, I'm happy to see, uh, the cast. I'm, I'm happy with the cast of McAvoy and, uh, Bill Hader. Love Bill Hader so much. I just watched Barry. Oh, okay, I recommend Barry to a lot of people. It's so, such a good show. Um, yeah, that's the other thing I'm, I'm kind of worried about is as much as I'm impressed with the new cast... I loved the previous cast so much. Mm-hmm. So are they going to have flashbacks? They, they will. Oh, okay. It looks like they've even shot some new stuff uh, for this movie, too, oh, okay. with the Perfect. kids again, yeah. Yeah, because they were really great, and it seems kind of... Uh, you know, it seems kind of a tough break that all of a sudden these guys are just going to take over the movie mm-hmm. that they set up so well. Yeah, but I mean, like... But, uh, but they also knew that. Yeah. Like, that was always the plan, right? You know, like, yeah. chapter one for the kids... Then, then the adults in the next one. Yeah, I just, uh, I thought they did it so well. I, I always want to see more of that. Yeah. Well, so. well you'll, you're, you're going to get your wish, buddy. <laughs> yeah. More of the kids. Um, but, you notice something about all the adults standing around together? Um, that, like, with the book, uh, the one of them, Stan? One of them. Yeah. Yep, not there. Yeah. That's because, yeah, for anyone that's read the book, uh, spoiler alert, I uh, guess. Spoiler alert, I suppose, but this happens, I think, really early on in the miniseries. Mini right. Um, yes, yeah, so, so spoilers, if you don't want to know anything about it, don't listen to any more of this. Uh, Three, Stan, two, well, one. Stan kills himself. <laughs> Stan offs himself, because he just, like, once he knows that it is back, it's yeah. like, who's the um, African-American guy again that stays in Derry? What's his name? Uh, the character's name, oh... Well, he stays Mike, in. I think. Yes, he stays in Derry. Yeah. And then he's he kind of finds out that it's back and calls right. upon everyone to come back. I think is the story. Yeah. And then yeah. Stan or whatever, he's like, when he realizes what's going on, he yeah he yeah he go. can't handle it. Yeah. That's fair, man. If I was being haunted by an evil clown, <laughs> it's not even really an evil clown for those that know. It's right. it's like one of the oldest entities in existence. Right. Uh, opposite a turtle. I believe. Like, there's, like, another... There's a being that's a good being that's a turtle. Right. And then he's... It is, like, an evil, horrible... Spider, I think, right? Well, that's... Yeah, that... It's kind of like the way that H.P. Lovecraft describes, like, the, yeah, his monsters. Cthulhu, yeah. In in the idea that, like, it has this horrible, monstrous form. Right. 
but our brains can only interpret it as like a giant spider because right, right. it's so it's so bizarre and otherworldly right but our brains can't actually fathom its true form right so it just it just kind of our brains simplify it to a spider there's a, a marvel villain that's mm-hmm. the same, right? The Doctor Strange Marvel villain. It's oh, yeah. a four-dimensional being. It just shows up as an eyeball with tentacles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the name escapes me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's the exact same thing. We can't perceive his true form, so that's how he, he shows up. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, and then uh, there's the scene, the shot with uh, Paul Bunyan. The Paul Bunyan statue. That's the back, yeah. yeah and, then, and that was uh, in the book. With Pennywise um, floating yeah, with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the things. So that was something they didn't do in the original movie, and that uh, that was in the book. So that'll be interesting. I, I'm really hoping they throw a lot more of the book stuff in there, just because it's it's so creepy and weird. You know, mm-hmm. whatever they can get away with, of course. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then uh, the Henry old Henry Bowers, I think, is he had the Pennywise makeup on when he's scratching his eyes. Old Henry Bowers. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I thought, that's that, I thought was, that was just Pennywise himself. No, if, man. if you pause it and look at it, it's his face isn't uh, isn't the same. I may be wrong. I, you know, this is all speculation at this point. But who do you think it was? The old Henry Bowers. Which one's Henry Bowers? Henry Bowers is the bully that is oh, going after them, and then he hits his him? head. Hmm. Yeah, in the book, he goes. You know, Pennywise is just using him as a tool, right? And then he ends up in the mental asylum. Yeah. And then he busts him out, and when the when the adults come back. Pennywise breaks him out, and then uh, he sicks the you know sicks him on the uh, the adults again. So I thought mm. that that was it might be Henry Bowers with the Pennywise makeup, just being like driven you know mm. more insane by Pennywise. I just thought it was a circus scene in the background, and that I thought that was the actor uh, Skarsgård. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't it didn't look the same in the face. Like, oh no, his, but his head well, looked different. That's because Skarsgård is still wearing the like the the forehead piece. I just I'd already read about this right. in another another thing. Um but yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah. James McAvoy looks good as Bill. Yeah. Let's check out his stutter. It's gonna come back once he gets overwhelmed, right? Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot that was a part of it, because like I don't know. I thought they could have done more more stutter in the first movie. Yeah. I don't know, you know, you want the kid to come across, but if, you know, throwing in a hard stutter might be too much to ask. It is tough. I, yeah. I, I One of my buddies uh, I grew up with had a stutter. Yeah. So I'm going to, like, it is sort of, it doesn't, it is sort of tough to to know when, like, when you should use it as an actor and when you shouldn't. Right. You know, because in, in real life, like, people stutter, people have so many different reasons why they stutter. Yeah. Like, my buddy would get, uh, he'd stutter more when he was excited, or, right. like, you know, just, okay. just you know, it's like, simple thoughts yeah. he, he could convey without stuttering, but the minute that he was, like, passionate about a, yeah. a thought, he, he would have, like, a stutter, and it would just break up his line of thought. Right, you know? right. Yeah, well, okay. Um, the other two trailers that we'll just touch on real quick before we close this up, uh, we saw... Aladdin. <laughs> yes, uh, as you can tell by our crying. Uh, not okay, Not only have we been watching the like Aladdin trailers, and they don't look that exciting. Yeah. Guy Ritchie's directing. It doesn't look that mm. interesting. Jafar looks boring. Yeah. I, I, a friend of mine uh, was just saying that uh, he thought it looked like a trailer for an Aladdin porno. Yeah, like it looks because bad. Because everybody is so pretty. 
Yeah. And it's just so over the top and lavish that it just, it seemed, you know, not not to judge the acting or anything, but it just looked like some weird, like, oversexed version of Aladdin. You're right. It's like, everything's too clean. Yeah. Right? It's too clean. Like, um, the faces, you know, there's no dirt. You know, like, I know in the original Aladdin cartoon, it's a cartoon, so they didn't want to make it gritty for kids. Right. But, like, it doesn't have to look like... Maybe it's like... I don't know. Maybe yeah. they, they maybe they just... They, they wanted to legitimately do a Disney-ified version of the right. Middle East, where everything is super clean and there's no dust on people's faces. Yeah, like, he's a street kid, right? Yeah. He, he gets by by stealing things and, you know, running around and living on the streets, so he's he's gotta be... You know, where's he washing? Yeah, he, he looks like he exfoliates every day. Yeah. Like, that's what I was like, sometimes the Disneyfication is not a good thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, Jafar doesn't look good. He just doesn't look scary enough to no, me. He just he looks, looks like a normal dude. Yeah, he looks like a normal dude. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like he should be doing like, like GQ modeling or something. Yeah. Like, jeez. But we watched the musical number. Oh, God. The what, parade. What's the number? What's the Prince name of that? Ali. Prince Ali, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and we were talking about this, and, like, um, Robin Williams does a great job as the genie. He's not, well, he's not like, uh, what do you call it? He's not like an opera singer, you know what I mean? But he's right. he does a great job. Yeah. He sings very well in that role, you know, and if it's, like, if he can't hit the notes, then he uses other, like, singing techniques to get around it. Yeah, he's he's jumping from impersonation to impersonation, but he's also he's got power in yeah. his voice that he can use. He does. But, uh, yeah, Will Smith just ends up. We were saying that he he ends up just being really deadpan. It's flat. Yeah, but the yeah. whole song is flat. It's it's so bizarre. I don't understand how you could miss the mark that hard. Yeah, like I know that like Will Smith seems bombastic, but like he's never really. I don't know. I I, I didn't. It didn't come together. <laughs> yeah, the I, I feel like his sense of humor is going to come through with the talking scenes yeah. and stuff, but the musical numbers just didn't, I don't know, It's I'm really worried. Yeah. Um, you know, because even if, even if he was going to, you know, I know he's used to rap and stuff, so even if he was going to do it that way, if he was just more, um, you know, chose when to be uh, more specific with you know, with the words he would use and stuff. I yeah. mean, not, not, you can't change the lyrics, but I just mean the way he says it, right? Yeah. You're saying, like, the inflection. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. totally. If he could, uh, you know, just put something more into it, it just seemed like uh, Prince Ali... Yeah. No, I'm even doing it more dynamic. I'm even going more dynamic by accident because it's just more interesting that way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like he just hit the recording booth that day with just no passion in his heart. Yeah. You know, and, and just bleh. Um, All right, well, Aladdin's going to come out at some point, and we will not check it out, I'm sure. <laughs> and last but not least, uh, just to touch on it real quick, is uh, this Halloween, they're, uh, they're releasing a new Adam's Family. Right, right. Animated this time. Yeah, yeah. And it, uh, you were saying it looked a lot more similar to the original concept art, right? Or the original... Yeah, the old cartoon that uh, Char- Charles Adams... Uh, yeah, would re- his old cartoon strip. Right. You know, uh, back way back in the day uh, that it's all based on... Yeah, all the designs are based off those. Yeah. Like, like Wednesday's weird shaped head and like yeah. Gomez being like a short little, little, little man in this version and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 We got Oscar Isaacs as... Mm. Uh, as Gomez, perfect. Charlize Theron as uh, or Theron as uh, 
Morticia. Right. Uh, Nick Roll as Fester. Okay. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a, a good, uh, good lineup. Yeah, I was, I was, I, I fell in love with the Adams family when I was a kid. Absolutely. So I'm just, I'm so excited for this movie. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd always made those movies for me. I'm, I think Christopher Lloyd is so underrated. Yeah. Just because of his ability to go from like, you remember, the, you remember Clue with, right. with Tim Curry? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he plays Professor Plum in it. Right. And that's this, like, you remember how he looks in that movie? Yeah. Like pretty young with the brown hair? Yeah. Same year that Back to the Future came out. Really? Where he's playing Doc, yeah, and he's yeah. got the white hair, and he's playing an older man, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then only, like, a few years, or, like, I don't know, six years later or whatever, he's doing, like, Uncle Fester, and that's a totally different character. Shaved head, dark under the eyes, and he's, like, heavy set. Yeah. Like, these are just so different. Yeah. And, like, why doesn't he get more credit for all that craziness that he did back in the 80s and 90s, you know? Yeah, and then they throw him in uh, Sin City 2. For about 10 seconds he was a doctor i didn't see sin city too oh yeah well it, it's all right you know it's got its pros and cons but uh yeah he just plays like a street doctor you know guys get injured and they go to him yeah oh well, yeah with the, with the sin city movies like the first one was really cool but i knew that the second one was just gonna be like oh here's here's the same gimmick yeah you know yeah i'm a, I'm a big fan of uh jason gordon love it or jordan jason Oh. <laughs> I'm a fan and I don't know his name. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever, you know, what's his face? I like his movies. Like, I liked uh, Looper. Yeah, Looper's really good. And I yeah. liked, um, uh, oh, God. You know the the one about uh, watching porn or whatever? Uh, no? <laughs> uh, um, speaking it's of, about a porn addict. Speaking of Looper, really did you know that they're, um, they're still, uh, they're still going through? Don Juan. Okay. Or Don oh. John. Don John, sorry. Don John, yeah. Okay, anyway. Ryan Johnson is still getting his three Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. You know, did you hear about that? <laughs> nope. Yeah, the, like, for some reason, Kathleen Kennedy was so impressed with his work on The Last Jedi that they're giving Ryan Johnson his own trilogy of Star Wars movies. Fantastic. I, I can see by the look on your face that you were not happy about this. <laughs> well... I just wish, you know, people got on him, including myself, got on him about him doing his own thing with yeah. The Last Jedi. And I just wish he had stuck with what J.J. gave him yeah. and done it by the book, so to speak, for that movie. Yeah. And then when he gets his trilogy, then he can do whatever he wants. Then he can tell his story. Then he can do this. But then I've also heard the counter to that story yeah. point is that uh, that JJ set up a bunch of stuff that was impossible to follow. Not that... like like you know that like what happened to Luke that he was, you know that he was the most uh, positive and like altruistic guy in the galaxy. What happened to him that all of a sudden he's just completely resigned from the whole universe? Yeah, and you know what? Obviously, there's like there's some details that are a little tough. Yeah. to swallow with the Ryan Johnson Star Wars and some that are fine. Like, yeah. I'm actually more chill about some of the stuff like Luke being a recluse. Yoda did it too, you know? Right. Like, there are things that they could have worked around. There were just... But there were also other things that I didn't like, like how it all ended. Right. It was like, why didn't Luke actually show up and and, and, and then you just kind of nerd, like... Yeah. And then he just dies at the end like that? <laughs> just, like, floats away and... It's like it felt like a missed opportunity, and then like the all the love interests that were kind of coming and going from the first movie, and then right. you know, and you and I talked about Snoke, yeah, getting just obliterated for no reason. 
that other stuff, like, I I understand that not everything is going to be perfect the way that I want it. Mm. But that's what I'm saying, is that I'm saying some... I only needed, like, a few more details to kind of go in another direction for me to feel like The Last Jedi worked as a film. Right. But instead it was like all of the details went off. Yeah. It all yeah. felt like a, like a mishandling. Now, what, what my real problem is, is, like, I'm not going to be one of those crazy fan guys who wants... The Last Jedi to be removed from the the pan, like right. the, the story. I'm I never signed a petition. Mm. I'm not a crazy fanboy. <laughs> but you know, Ryan Johnson though has gone on record to call people who didn't like his movie man babies. Right, right. And Kathleen Kennedy pretty much stood behind it, like those remarks. Yeah, butthurt fans. Like, it's like what? Why? Why can't there be a little bit of leeway for us in between? Yeah. Who, like, I don't, I'm not a man baby. I'm just somebody who just, cri- cri- like, don't, I don't like the movie critically. Right. You know, like, cri- the way that I critique it and the way that I break down the film, I just didn't enjoy it. Right, right. And why do I have to be called a man baby for it? Yeah. I'm not kicking and screaming. I'm not saying that Ryan Johnson should be fired. I'm not saying that they should throw this movie in the garbage. Mm. If you don't like it, just don't watch it. And I just don't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm a little insulted that they're just giving this guy three three movies, especially after insulting ha- like Yeah, as long as none of it has to be canon, we're good. Yeah, really. <laughs> just like everything else that Star Wars uh, like Star Wars, Disney's been making for Star Wars, like you know what, sometimes you can just ignore it. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. thank you for letting me rant about Ryan Johnson. I just <laughs> when I read the my man baby's comment about like as I was refreshing my Star Wars news, I yeah. was like, Oh, I, I was reminded of how much I hated that. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know, you yeah, know. I, I was on that train for sure, or I, I am, but uh, yeah, just coming across a YouTube video talking about like the difficulties that Ryan Johnson had to deal with, yeah, that JJ set up for him, and it just kind, kind of made me feel for him a little bit just because mm-hmm. it, it was really difficult. Well, sure, I mean, I, I'm just complaining about him, like, yeah, it's like, yo, man, just, just be cool with people not liking your movie, right? Um, but, you I mean, you're right. Uh, he had a lot to live up for. Yeah. I mean, J.J. Abrams' style isn't a good style. Yeah. He does the mystery box. And I think the mystery box format is bad and stupid. Okay. I'm really worried that by the end of the next Star Wars movie, with J.J. Abrams being at the helm, that he'll leave us with more mystery boxes that are pointless and useless. Right. You, you know, and that, that was kind of like the Lost concept. There's a whole TED Talk that you can watch right. on J.J. Abrams and the mystery box. And I just... Completely disagree with his philosophy on it. Mm, okay. His con. I think. I, I think what his idea is is that the mystery of what is in the box is more important than what is actually inside. Yeah, more interesting. Yeah. And it's kind of. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't. I can see where that idea comes in. Right. Like it's a neat idea to philosophize about. Right. But you can't. I don't know. It like the that concept works for those two dollar mystery bag toys at right. the store, right? You know what I mean? Like, why are you spending two dollars on a thing you don't even know what you're gonna get in the bag? Well, that's, kin- Kinder Egg's been making money off that for years. Sure, <laughs> but like that, that's like two bucks, right, for yeah. a Kinder Egg, and then it's a surprise. And yeah. but you you're what? always getting the chocolate, and you always get the toy. Yeah, even if the toy is a surprise, you still get the toy. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the toy is not what you want. Yeah. But you still get the toy, you know? Yeah. It's like, I feel with J.J. Abrams, I don't know, maybe he doesn't always deliver. Right. And in this case, I guess I guess the problem is that he set it up. He's like, all right, I made a Kinder Egg. 
uh, Ryan Johnson, what's inside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell me. Make it interesting. Yeah. God damn you if you don't. And um, another thing I remember that uh, JJ set up that he was having a hard time with is why was Snoke looking for the map for Luke? If Luke was resigned and wasn't even tying himself to the Force anymore and didn't care, why was it so important that he had to find him? That the whole point, like, that the Snoke's whole reason, I mean, mm-hmm. one of his major things was finding Luke and the Rebels were trying to find Luke. This is the crucial key piece to the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, if you do want to get into it, I mean, The the Force Awakens is problematic as heck. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. the movie doesn't make as that much sense. I mean, like, they conveniently run into the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And then conveniently Han and Chewie get the Millennium Falcon back. Right. Within, like, two scenes. Yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, and Rey, who knew who Han Solo was, couldn't recognize the Millennium Falcon, even though she's been living next to it her whole life. Yeah. It's, like, it's, There's tons of stuff that but, just doesn't really ring. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I guess, you know, I, I maybe it is just because Ryan Johnson was put in the wrong place. Right. Yeah, J.J. Abrams set up expectations, mm. and Ryan Johnson was just put in the position to knock him down. Yeah. And it, it, it was a stupid, stupid way to make movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, the original Star Wars weren't made like that. They... You know, they they made the first one thinking it would just be a standalone film. Yeah, I, I've heard that too. That the uh, with four, five, six, the the reason it was effective is because it followed a few select characters as they ventured through this story. Yeah. And then with one, two, three, they were trying to set up all this lore, all this backstory, all this global shift and political shift. Mm-hmm. So that really took away from the story because you're not following any specific people too closely. Yeah. So I feel like they're trying to do that again. With uh, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah, seven, eight, nine, yeah. And trying to, uh, you know, get back into the couple character scenario. Well, well, but they're but they're they're still juggling too much. Yeah, they're trying to juggle the new paradigm of like, uh, what do you call the the resistance versus the um, the new order, right. which they clumsily try to bring it back in, even though it is just a rehash of Empire and versus Rebels. Yeah, and then they're trying to bring in all these new characters and make you like them and show you their new journey right. while also bringing in all the old characters and wrapping up their adventure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mark Hamill was talking about that too. He's like, I know I'm supposed to take a limited role and this isn't my story. It's about the new generation. And he, yeah, it just, uh, you know, I feel like it's kind of doing them both at the same time is really difficult. Yeah. They should have maybe got, had a reason for Han... Uh, Leia and Luke to all kind of move away even at the end of the first movie so they yeah. can spend the second movie and the third movie just on the on the new guys I to be completely like I I just don't understand yeah why they couldn't just have any of the characters be married and hanging out somewhere nice and quaint mm-hmm. you know like why did every character in the Star Wars story need to go and do something interesting or unique or exciting Right. On their own, like Luke had to go and become the like the recluse Jedi, yeah. and 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 Han had to go and become a like a smuggler again, and yeah. and Leia go be like a, a go back to political. If anything, they've all kind of aside from Luke, they've all gone and done what they used to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not interesting or exciting. Like, what yeah. was the whole point of the Star Wars trilogy yeah. for them all to just become the people? Yeah, they undid their character development. Yeah. And now they're going to undo what they accomplished in 4, 5, 6 by bringing Palpatine back. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, the so, Palpatine to be coming back. So everything's just undone. It's, like, it's just gone. Yeah. <laughs> Erased. Nothing matters. <laughs> Up is down. Cats are dogs. All right, guys. This has been the Shark Bite Podcast. God, I hope we don't make a habit of just doing Star Wars news at the end of every <laughs> podcast, but who knows? This, this might is be what the... really grinds my Star Wars gears. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to contact us, uh, we have an email. It's sharkbitepodcast at gmail.com. And we got a Facebook too, right? Oh, yeah. Check us out on Facebook. Yeah. Just Google the Shark Bite Podcast and you'll find us somewhere. All right. All right. Catch you next time. Yeah.